1: When Malcolm Kirkpatrick was 27 years old, a Freemason named Harry Walker put a blindfold over his eyes and told him that he was going to live forever. Harry put a noose around Mac's neck and told him he was the chosen one. He made Mac put his hands in a bowl full of peeled grapes, telling him they were really eyeballs. He rolled up his right pant leg and told him not to worry. He assured Mac that becoming the owl was a tremendous honor, a great opportunity. But a funny thing about great opportunities is how easily they can be stolen from you. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason Episode 13 A Just and Upright Mason Written and created by Jeremy Elliot. Starring Jack Carmichael Graham Rowett David Ault Dean J. Smith Senna Brier, Megan Carter Tom Laughlin Newt Shuttlecoddy, Ryan Philbrook, Josh Ravino. Huge thanks to our special guest sound designer for this episode, Newt Shuttlecoddy.
0: Mac? Yeah, Arlo. I see you're a travelling man. Do you travel alone? No good man travels alone. Have you ever been on Mount Moriah? I have. What did you do while there? I worked on the
2: temple, why'd you ask? Just checking. You're going to make a right fit, Tyler, won't you?
0: And you are a perfect ashlar, I see.
2: Yes, I am striving to make myself a good building stone.
0: What are you thinking about ordering? Uh...
2: I don't think I know that one yet. I'm literally asking you what you want to order to eat now, today, in the present moment, in this diner.
0: Oh, that. Ten pancakes. Sure you don't want to cut that stack in half? I'm 18 and I'm well aware of my limits. Who am I to deny a young
2: man his destiny? Ten pancakes it is. Knock, knock. Uncle Mac, I said, knock, knock. And any good Freemason knows not to answer after only two
0: knocks. You were supposed to say, who's there? I know what you wanted me to say. Now I don't even want to tell the joke.
1: There were no leads for Mac and Arlo to follow, so Mac, as he was prone to do, looked to his past to find guidance for his future.
2: All right, Arlo, you know what to do. All right, all right. Oh,
3: hey, I was also supposed to get a drink with this.
2: Three pretzels, Gary? All that sodium can't be good for you.
3: I've only got one doctor, and his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The fuck do you want, Malcolm? Straight to business. Not
2: even a hello. Come on now, Gary, I thought we were Friends? Friends? You left me for dead in New Mexico! Well, from my perspective, I thought you were already dead,
3: so it's not like I was leaving you to die. Hilarious. You know, for as many times as I told myself I'd kill you if I ever saw you again, seeing your face right now, the only thing I'm feeling is relief. Stop smiling. It's not something you should feel good about. I'm relieved because your stupid face is reminding me of why I quit the organisation and what I never have to put up with again.
2: Oh, come on. My face isn't stupid. You miss it. I know you're not here to wax on about the good old days, Malcolm. What is it you've come to ask of me? Something's happened at the nest. Another mole? Worse. The Owl of Euclid is missing. Okay. And? And the last time the white boys made a move on the nest, remind me who was their
3: point man. If you're asking me that question, you already know the answer. It was me. In another life. But I was working for the Skeleton Boys, not the White Boys. Fuck the White Boys. White
2: Boys, Skeleton Boys, the Oak Boys, the Steel Boys. Why does every goddamn secret society sound like a boy band?
3: How are you so out of touch that your first instinct would be to contact me? I haven't a clue what those kids are up to these days. Just give me a name
2: or point me in a different direction and I'll become someone else's problem.
3: (laughs) Ha! I'm flattered, believe me. But I'm also retired. And to be honest, it's been years since anyone other than the Freemasons gave a shit about the Owl. The power it holds was great in 1890, but it's practically obsolete in the modern world. Immortality is obsolete. Don't believe everything you read, Malcolm. The owner of the Owl is hardly immortal. It's a curse. The poor bastard who takes it on as a monster for the rest of their days. It's not an honour. It's not a trophy. It's a slow-burning suicide mission. And if you Freemasons are content with damning one of your own with that crown, then so be it.
2: Strange to see a hunting snail suddenly become so indifferent to his prey. Have you moved on or is your belly
3: just full? My hunting days are behind me. And judging from the lines on your face, your best ones are behind as well, my friend.
2: You're a terrible liar,
3: Gary. Am I? Well, since you have me all figured out, I'll tell you what, I'll make it easy for you. My daughter's been hounding my wife and I for the stuffed raptor at the Hotshot basketball booth. I've terribly weak wrists, but I seem to remember you had quite the jumper from beyond the arc. Still got it. You help me win that friendly dinosaur, and I'll tell you exactly what you need to hear.
1: Hey there, Hotshot. Care to take a shot at the Hotshot basketball booth? We're everywhere. You don't have to
2: tell me, mate. I'm here to
1: shut it down. Well then, let's get started. The goal of the game is to get as many basketball shots through that hoop. Are
2: you seriously explaining basketball to me? Hit the button and pass me the rock.
1: That was quite the display of skill. You can get any prize on the- take the
3: dinosaur, thank you. When we were younger, they used to call this guy the Bowler of Brighton. Wanna go double or nothing?
1: If you win again, I can convert that dino into a non-fungible token and- Fuck fuck off.
2: You've got your dragon. So, on with it. Snail to snail, where can I find the owl?
3: Great work, Malcolm. She's gonna love it. I'm a mollusk of my word. I said I'd tell you exactly what you needed to hear, and what you need to hear is that your time is over. We're old men now, and the world will soon belong to someone else. Oh, you slimy fuck! are you seriously wasting my
2: time with this? I'm under direct order of the Grand Lodge. Say whatever you want, but
3: you and I both know why you're really after the owl. I'm over it. Are you? Because here you are, still chasing those same tail feathers. "'still grinding that same axe. "'Probably still holding onto that dagger, right? "'Listen, I understand. "'Walter was never a member of the degree team. "'He didn't make the sacrifices you did, "'and he damn sure didn't put in the time. "'The bastard had no business even being in the room with Grady that night, "'much less assuming that role. "'I understand being salty over what was stolen from you, "'but at some point you've got to let it go, mate.'
2: Tell me where the whatever-in-the-fuck boys are keeping the owl. Fuck off,
3: Mac. I have a family now. I don't work for the Red Diamond anymore. I work in a warehouse. I take boxes all day and go home to my family. I love it. You think I'd fuck that up just to get shackled in a lodge basement every month? Before we're gone, we need to build something for this world. Not for yourself, but for those who come after you. And you're damn sure not going to build anything meaningful while you're still chasing after a mythical trophy from your past. Ah! 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 Oh! Now who's the salty bastard, you fucking snail? Ah! What the fuck, mate? Are you crazy? It's just going to leave a wicked dry burn. Yep, oh, yep. I can already feel it settling in.
2: Uncle Matt, can I ask you a question? Speak your mind, Arlo. When a man's throat is silenced, it's impossible to carry out his duties. Why did you become a Freemason? Well, we would say that I've been on my path to Freemasonry since my birth. The question was why did you join, not when? Ah, well, I was lost. I needed community, I needed guidance, and that's what the Lodge promised. And
0: what exactly is the Owl of Euclid?
2: Ever watch any werewolf movies? Oh, yeah. Like Teen Wolf. Yeah, like Teen Wolf. So you know on Teen Wolf, during a full moon, the werewolf will transform from a regular person into a monster? Yeah. It's exactly like that, but different. Whoever holds the owl in their chest will undergo a transmutation. Feathers will poke through their skin, wings will sprout from their back, their eyes will glow red, their fingers will draw out into razor-sharp talons, and for one night a month, upon the new moon, They'll become a monster, completely unable to control themselves.
0: Why don't we just kill the owl?
2: Because, unfortunately, Arlo, whoever kills the owl will be the next person to hold the owl in their chest, and the cycle will continue. It'll never leave our world. Brave souls went into battle with the owl for millennia, always passing the evil back and forth, never knowing how or why the monster managed to follow them home. Sometime in the early 1800s, a group of masons came into contact with the owl. After several attempts to kill the beast, these wise craftsmen realised what was happening. How the evil was passing to the next person, and they charged themselves with the duty of hiding that evil away from the world. If it were held in the right hands, the problem could be contained. So, for the past two centuries, that's what we've done. A mason will be selected to assist the previous owl into death, and then that mason will become the new owl assuming all the burden, power and responsibility that comes with it. it. takes a strong stone to step into that role.
0: Is that what I'll have to do?
2: No, no, that's the degree, team. Nineteen young masons train for the opportunity, but it will only be granted to one. <clears throat> it's a tremendous honour. What you'll do, or rather the Tyler of St Louis, he's charged with the direct oversight and guardianship of the Owl. When the time comes, the Tyler will set restraints upon the Owl prior to the transformation, and then the Tyler will stand guard outside the door to assure the Owl doesn't escape.
0: So that's why the Owl is out now? Because my father wasn't there to stand guard? In a way, yes. Now, I don't mean to be so
2: blunt here, it's just... I want you to be prepared for the gravity of the world you're stepping into, and exactly what shoes you're aiming to be wearing. And speaking of shoes, have you got any nicer ones to wear? We're going to a party.
4: What's the password?
2: Well, hello, and let me be the
5: first to welcome you to the Bone Zone! (laughs) It's not offensive, because we're all skeletons in this house. Sorry about my friends. They don't know when to shut up.
4: But I do know when I'm being rude. Come on in.
2: May I come in, too?
4: (laughs) Scatter!
2: The party's over,
1: boys. Come on out. The light peels the darkness from their faces, and in doing so, reveals their true nature. In the dark, they appear handsome. Not like super hot, but like a Matt Smith kind of handsome. But once they step out into the light, you can see that they're nothing but walking, talking skeletons. They're the oldest fraternity at Missou University and one of the oldest non-secret secret secret societies in the modern world. They're responsible for everything from the Got Milk conspiracy to Phoebe Bridges' guitar-smashing antics on Saturday Night Live. They're the skeleton boys. Scott, Scotty and Scooter. Diversity, baby.
5: I thought you said he was a cop! He doesn't look like a cop!
1: As he steps forward, Scott cracks his knuckles and rolls up his sleeves, which aren't there.
5: No cop, no stuff! Skeleton boys, unite! Hey, what the... Did everyone else leave?
4: Yeah... I think so.
5: Hey, don't worry Bone Bros. I got this. The best part of being made of bones
4: is knowing how to
5: break them.
2: Is that right?
6: Osteoblast.
2: blast! Hey! Go! Oh, to oh, break that time?
5: My leg bone! Oh damn it, Scotty! You're an anatomy major! Have some respect for yourself! Ah! Oh, I broke
2: my fibula! And the periosteum. Oh, missed one. No,
5: no, 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 no!
2: No! You must know what I'm here for. Well, you can't have him! He's our Honey Badger now!
4: Yeah, I already named him Kirby!
5: Honey Badger? What the fuck is a Honey Badger?
4: You're not from South Southern Arkansas University?
5: If you're not here about the Honey Badger, then why'd you bust up our party, asshole?
2: I'm here for the Owl.
5: The Owl? Like, the Illinois State Owls? Don't <laughs> play you jokers till November!
2: I'm not here from Illinois State. I'm a brick.
4: What does that mean is that the same as a booster
2: so when i say that the owl of euclid the key of the west gates you lot don't have any idea what i'm referring to uh not a clue never heard of the freemasons like on assassin's creed how young are you uh
5: how old are you
2: The Freemasons are the largest, oldest, and most powerful fraternal organization in the world.
5: Yeah, maybe in the 19th century.
2: (laughs) So you do
5: know who we are? Yeah, that was this new thing called sarcasm?
4: Your most influential member of the past 20 years was Shaq.
0: Shaquille O'Neal is twice the man you'll ever be.
4: Yeah no shit, he's fucking huge.
0: Okay, so we've clearly established that you three don't know fuck all, But is there any chance that another skeleton boy might know something about the owl?
4: Well, Jonathan was talking about getting a birdcage. Maybe he- No.
0: That
5: information is for SB members only. Skeleton boy information
0: stays skeleton boy information. Let me join. I'd like to be a skeleton boy.
4: Well, there are three ways. Option one, you can sell your soul as a non-fungible token.
0: To the devil?
4: To anyone.
5: Ooh, kinda wanna advise against that one right now. The
4: market is still pretty
5: speculative and sketchy.
0: And what are my other options?
4: You can be a legacy skeleton boy. Or if you have lots of money, that works too. And it's not like you have to have rich and influential parents.
6: Yeah, you could probably skirt by with just like some rich and influential uncles, aunts, grandparents, or whatever. And the third? Well, the
5: third option is a trial by fire. An initiation ritual so dark and depraved that Danny Trejo puked and passed out within the first three minutes. Danny Trejo's a skeleton boy? Huh. Oh yeah, Danny Trejo's in everything. Oh, this
2: is fucking stupid.
5: You, what bone should I break next? None of them. Leave my bones alone, you dick. Just
0: let me handle this, Malcolm. At some point, you have to trust me to do my job.
5: Okay, so, as I was saying, the third option is some freaky deaky shit. Scooter, go grab the crackers.
2: Sorry I had to see that, mate. You're still giving me the silent treatment. I reckon you'll find your voice if you need to shout for help. You're not sorry.
0: You were smiling. What? When you held him in the air. When you put your thumb into his eye and crushed his skull. You were smiling. Well, I'm not smiling now, am I? No. You didn't have to kill them. I had it
2: handled. So you were going to eat the cracker then, were you?
0: Fuck off. No. I had a plan. But it doesn't matter anymore because you can't get information out of a dead body.
2: One day you'll understand how this job really works, Arlo. When you're charged with a duty, there is nothing you place above that duty. Not friends, not
0: family. Not even yourself, right? (laughs) You keep telling me that I'm not a mason How I'm not ready for...
1: Mac doesn't hear anything Arlo is saying, because right now Mac's hands are covered in his own blood.
0: What is this place?
2: The Carrington School. All the architecture you see around you, this is the work of a craftsman.
0: The
1: Carrington School was built in the early 20th century. What was once an architectural marvel now lay abandoned and unused. A home for shadows, a home for the void.
0: Well, they certainly let it go to shit, didn't they? Why are we here? It stinks like old wet rags. Looking for something? Something or someone?
2: People have been asking that question for a long time. (laughs) Kid, you are wound too tight.
0: Yeah, I've heard that watching another human have their head caved in will do that to a person. So now your pissy attitude is my fault as
2: well. (laughs) You'd have preferred what? That we talked it out and wasted our time? We could have just left. You didn't have to kill them. They didn't know anything. Well, they knew something now, didn't they? How do you think secrets remain secrets, Arlo? When you're protecting the door, protecting the owl, protecting the values of our mason lodge and traditions, do you really think you'll never have to use that sword for more than ceremonial pageantry? Morality and power cannot coexist, Arlo, and if you can't see that... Oh, no. I definitely
0: see it now, Uncle Mac. We up.
4: Wake up. Bitch, wake the fuck up.
0: Mm, What the... What's going on? Here we
4: go, now I can see your eyes. Can you see me? No. How about... now?
1: The dark corner of the room steps forward, taking a slightly corporeal form.
4: What were you doing looking around my facility today?
0: (sighs) What? I don't know what you're talking about.
4: Don't. Just don't. I see all. I know all. Just don't.
0: Well, if you know all, then you must already know why we're at your facility.
4: I don't know all like that. I'm not omnipotent. I'm just smart as fuck.
0: (laughs) Humble as well.
4: Boy, do you even know what a void is?
0: I take it I might be meeting one right now. Alex stretches her shadowy form across the room.
4: I could swallow you up in a second.
0: You must not really want to, otherwise you would have just done it.
4: You sound so... familiar. Hmm... Arlo!
2: Arlo, don't speak to it, it's a void!
0: Malcolm!
4: Ah! There it is. Say that again.
0: Leave me alone.
4: Little Harry Walker's boy. So when he was on his knees and pleading, please don't kill me, I have a family, I have a son! You're the little shit he was talking about. <laughs> Jeez, can't see how he was making such a big deal of it.
0: You killed my father.
4: No, but I wish it had been me. You might want to ask your friend there how it all went down. He was there. Open the
2: door, Arlo. You aren't ready to take it on alone.
0: You don't scare me.
4: Oh, please keep up that confidence. It makes this next part so much more fun for me. <sighs> Wait, hold on a
0: second. Ugh, why are you naked? I like to sleep in the nude. You didn't give me much of a chance to get dressed, did you? You just ripped me out from under the sheets.
4: Okay, fine. Time out. Can you at least sheath your sword? Never. Well? This got weird as fuck? I'm out of here. Stay away from my facilities or I'll shadow ban your ass into oblivion. Got it?
2: Where is it? Where's it gone? She already left. Are you okay? Mate, why are you naked? Look at this. The lad survived his first battle with a void.
0: Was it a void who killed my father?
2: No, Arlo. Your father was killed by his own hubris. When he fought evil, he thought he could take it on all by himself.
0: Were you with him when he died? Yes.
2: We fought many battles next to each other, and had fate not been so cruel, we were meant to fight many more together. We should go back to that school right now. We should kill the Void. Can't kill the Void, Arlo. We can't beat them. For many years, Mason's tried. We've even made temporary alliances with old enemies in an attempt to rid the world of this Void. But the Void remains. The factions have settled into relative peace, but... One slip-up, one misfire of a gun could send us right back into all-out war. Other factions? You've met a few already. And there are many more just like them spread across the world.
0: So that's why you killed Nathan and the Skeleton Boys?
2: Now, I know it's harsh, but it's the duty with which we're charged.
0: Will you get in trouble for telling me all this?
2: No. Secrecy is just bait for new recruits. And you're not a recruit anymore, are you? What are you saying? I've been in contact with the Worshipful Master. He was pleased to hear how well you've been coming along. And you'll be raised in two days' time at the Grand Lodge of Missouri. You're dead ass. Larry Moore will be there to train you in your duties as Tyler. He's a good man. Listen to what he has to say. You can trust him.
0: Well, what are we going to do about the owl?
2: I'm afraid we've run out of time. Wherever Walter Clay is, he's already begun his transformation.
1: Arlo steps into the antechamber of the St. Louis Freemason Lodge. He's surrounded by the symbols of Freemasonry, which littered his home as a child. He knows their shape, but he doesn't know their lessons. Today, Arlo Walker will begin the process of squaring and smoothing his stone.
6: Step forward. What was the first name given to you when you were born? Caution.
1: Larry rolls up Arlo's right shirt sleeve, then his left pant leg up above the knee. Larry unbuttons Arlo's shirt and then wraps a noose
6: around Arlo's neck. Reach out your hands. This was your father's sword. I've been holding on to it ever since he passed, waiting for the next Tyler to stand guard. Only a hold the Sentinel Sword.
1: Larry places a sword in Arlo's hands. Cold, twisted metal. The Sentinel Sword. The Sword of a Tyler.
6: Thank you, Larry. This has nothing to do with me. The Tyler's Sword symbolizes the fight to maintain the focus, the honor, and the purpose of our lodges. As a Tyler, you'll be charged with ruining out evil from your lodge. As craftsmen, we're meant to speak up against orders we know to be evil or misguided. But as a tiler, you must go a step further. If you see the burning flame of greed or evil rise up in any man, woman, or whoever, it is your duty to rise up and extinguish it. Even a brother? Especially a brother. And finally, Young initiate, I must remind you that it is the charge of every Freemason to build something as you go through life. To stack their bricks with clear intention. Bricks can create bridges, roads, walls, or revolutions. Take care with every brick you hold. Use it to build what it is you want to build in this life. Be aware of your rough edges. Grind away your imperfections. Make yourself smooth and square before taking your seat in the east.
1: Larry wraps a blindfold around Arlo's eyes.
6: When you're ready, knock three times.
3: Tick goes a cloud Tick tock, ticky tock. Tick goes a clock. I
1: wait for you. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason. Written and created by Jeremy Ellert. Actor direction by Danielle Ellert. The opening and closing theme for Two Flat Earthers are both by Rags. Special thanks to our associate producers, Daniel Naruta and Anthony Sigmund-Lowry. Be sure to check out our other shows, The Subjective Truth and The One Stars. Huge thanks to our special guest sound designer for this episode, Newt Schottelcoddy. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Two Flat Earthers Kidnapper Freemason, please leave us a rating, review, codex or riddle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. If you aren't able to leave a rating or review, then please go into your backyard, the street or a field and shout compliments about the show. If you plan on leaving a one-star rating or review on the We recommend instead that you simply fuck off and listen to something else. The Fable and Folly
4: Network, where fiction producers flourish.